Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. So this could be the most interesting story in recent sports history. It is going to overwhelm you. It's going to take over America. It's going to take over the country, the the world, the sports world, you name it. And it's going down right now. It's the official start of it. I'll tell you what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, all 300-plus wherever you are listening right now. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, so... The one thing that I can promise you on this show, there's two things we're never going to talk about. We are never going to talk about two things on this show. One, politics. It's never going to happen. It's boring. Uh, It's divisive. And I don't even so much mind the divisiveness of it. I mean, if you're going to piss people off, you're going to piss people off. A lot of people were upset with some things I said on the show yesterday. And that's fine. You're going to piss people off. That's the way it goes. But... 
It's just so boring, man. I can't get into politics. I'm never going to talk about it. I don't care if you're uh, a Republican, Democrat, uh, Libertarian. I don't care if you're gay, Hispanic, black, white, or magenta. You are all welcome here. I do not care. I, I just I don't care about that crap. It does do it does nothing for me. It's not interesting to me. It's boring as all hell. So we will never talk about politics or any of that stuff on this show. The other thing we're never going to talk about on this show is we're never going to do goat talk. Who's better, MJ or LeBron? Never going to do it. That is a waste of time. In my opinion, a complete waste of time. It's the same thing as politics. Like you either believe what you believe and nobody's going to convince you otherwise or you don't. So it just that right there is a waste of time. But the one thing that is going to be discussed at length because it's really interesting and there's so many things impacted by it is what happens next. Where does LeBron James go next? And I have a theory on something that I really believe is a possibility that nobody is talking about. And I'm going to explain. So after the game last night, Friday night, LeBron James shows up to the post-game press conference. He's got this cast on. So, of course, everybody ripped him because he's claiming he's got a broken hand. uh, But the broken hand was because he punched a whiteboard. And then everybody says, well, if you have a broken hand, how come you're able to shake everybody's hands after the game uh, and still continue to play? It's a very overdramatic. It was a bad look for LeBron James. Even the LeBron fanboys out there can acknowledge that. Kind of a bad look. You show up. And you've got a soft cast on. Then you claim you broke your hand, but there's clear videos of you shaking other people's hands. I've had a broken hand. You can't shake hands. You can't pick up a basketball. You can't grab things. It, it just it doesn't work that way. And so the talk is, well, you know, he's got this broken hand. So it makes the rounds on social media. I saw earlier on Saturday, somebody took his soft cast and they put the crying Jordan face <laughs> inside the soft the soft cast, which is actually brilliant. So that's made the rounds and all that. But while all that was going on, and we focused a lot on that, the one thing I wanted to get into, because it's officially the start of where does LeBron go season, all right? And it's fascinating. And a lot of you may look at it and go, man, I don't, this is too much. Everybody's talking about it. It's the biggest story in sports until football season. That's a reality. It's huge. It's a massive story. It's one of the all-time great players in the history, not only of the NBA, but in sports in this country, and he's available for anybody to have. And so you play the mix and match game, and it's fun, and it's interesting because so many things are impacted. And I've always said this about LeBron James. He wanted a guilt-free exit out of Cleveland. If he is leaving Cleveland, And he's walking away from the Cavs. He wanted a guilt-free exit. Because he wanted to be able to walk away. What happened the first time around with LeBron James, I think part of the reason that he went back to Cleveland is because he felt like he maybe kind of owed it to him. Now, did he owe it to him? Absolutely not. He won them a lot of games. He got them to an NBA Finals. They lost. But he still put Cleveland on the map. So he can do whatever the hell he wants. And he should be able to do whatever the hell he wants. But he went back because I think he felt guilty about how things ended. And I think this time, he played every game. 
uh, played max minutes in the playoffs, poured his heart and soul out into the game, and then when the end was near, started to become more visibly frustrated, started to punch things, couldn't keep his cool, was showing up teammates, wasn't, I mean, it was very obvious that he was tired of it, but he wanted to make sure that nobody could pinpoint and say, man, it was your last year. You couldn't even play all 82 games. You couldn't even give it your all to your last year. I think LeBron was all about wanting to get away, if he does leave, with a guilt-free exit. Wants to walk away with a guilt-free exit, and that's fine. And you, so you saw the reactions, you saw the behavior, and I think that's what went down. But here's what I, I, I find interesting And what I think makes a lot of sense for his next move, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this. So the teams that are heavily rumored to be involved in this are the Lakers, the Sixers, the Rockets. Um, There seem to be the favorites. I saw the Heat were mixed in there as well, too, which I don't really buy. The Knicks, which I could kind of understand from a market standpoint. But if you were to ask somebody this, if we think that the leader in the clubhouse is L.A. and the Lakers, all right? If we think the leader in the clubhouse is the Lakers and that he wants to come to L.A., you have to ask the following questions. One, why would he want to come to L.A.? What is in L.A. for LeBron James? And you immediately think about life after basketball. He's at the point in his career to where the next contract and his next destination is probably where he's going to transition into life after basketball. He's been fantastic business-wise. He's set himself up with the right people. He's got a long-term plan. He's not one of these guys that's going to retire and just get fat and, and go do and, and vacation and all that. He wants to keep building businesses. He's a driven guy and good for him. So if you're thinking about L.A., All of that is on the table for him, and that would make the most sense for why he would want to join the Lakers. Go to L.A., that market, and everything that it offers. Then, if we've answered that question, the next question you have to answer is, why was winning a title in Cleveland such a big deal? Because they had never had it before. They were known historically as kind of a losing franchise. Nobody really cared about him. And so when he went back there to win that title in Cleveland, it was amplified even more. Joe Madden of the Cubs, or Chris Bryant, or Anthony Rizzo, or anybody that won that World Series with the Cubs, they could never win another title or another playoff series in Chicago. They could never win another division championship or make the playoffs in Chicago. And they will be revered because they were the guys who did it when nobody else did. There were opportunities, but nobody else did it. When you win in certain places, it means more. They care more. You're put to a different level than other places. So the one title he won in Cleveland is much more important than the two he won in Miami because it's Cleveland. So if we look at this and kind of put those two questions and answers together, here's what we come up with. LA's all about market, and winning in Cleveland was very special. So which team would give you that same big market feel and would make history for the franchise if you won a title just like he did in Cleveland? And the answer is the Clippers. 
Like, there's no more historically losing franchise in the NBA, maybe in sports, than the Clippers. They can't even get their own colors in the arena. That's a Lakers arena. Staples Center is Lakers country. I used to do field reporting for the Clippers. I can tell you from experience, there's a difference between the way Clippers employees are treated and Lakers employees are treated. There's a certain arrogance. They've always been the stepbrother to the L.A. Lakers. So if you connect the dots and you go, well, he's, he's really into location right now. Okay, well, it's L.A., and, um, you know, he really wants, a, you know, a, a historical achievement, you know, something, something that's never been done before. Okay, well, you know, the Clippers don't have that title, so that would make a lot of sense. And then you look at the coach there and you go, well, Doc Rivers is there. It's a veteran coach, championship pedigree. Makes a lot of sense. And the comparison I make it to is Floyd Mayweather. Because the one thing Floyd Mayweather did is if you can't win one argument, you try and win another. If you were to ask any boxing analyst that's covered the sport the last 50 years, a boxing historian, anybody, the top names that cover boxing, whoever they are, if you were to ask them, hey, uh, Floyd Mayweather's the greatest of all time, right? (laughs) Absolutely not. No, not even close. Some guys might even not even put him in the top 10. There's some out there that wouldn't even put him in the top 15. I know some that actually rank Manny Pacquiao historically is better than Floyd Mayweather because he fought better opponents. So what did Floyd Mayweather do? He changed the conversation. He couldn't win that argument, so what did he do? He changed the discussion. Because you know what he can always say? Yeah, well, uh, I'm undefeated. Nobody beat me. How do you counter that? If I'm LeBron James, and I know I can't win the argument over Michael Jordan and championship titles, if I know I'm never going to get to six rings, how can you change the discussion like Floyd Mayweather does? What if you say, yeah, I may not have won six rings, but I won one in three different spots, two of which had never been done before. Now what? The more I'm thinking about it, and the more I look at what's happening and and all these teams that are being thrown out there, I just think the Clippers make a ton of sense, man. I think the Clippers make a ton of sense. I think they offer a lot, not only to what he wants to do after basketball, but what he may want to do right now. And if he goes in there and he's the guy to bring a championship and hang one banner up there in the rafters for the Clippers at Staples Center, that would be much more significant than adding another one for the Lakers. It would mean more. It's in the market he wants to go to, reportedly. I think the Clippers make a ton of sense. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at Knox. If you go to my Twitter account, uh, we've still got our poll question. I think we've got uh, like a day left on this. uh, But this will be the final show that we promote this. All right, so uh, the poll question at the Jonas Knox, I encourage everybody to get involved. Which excuse used by LeBron ball washers was your favorite in the NBA Finals? So make sure you go to at the Jonas Knox. You can check out the options. Uh, There's a runaway leader right now. So go to at the Jonas Knox. You can check that out and make sure you vote. Uh, This is the last show that we will be 
running that poll here. Normally we don't do poll questions because we're not into like uh, bad radio, but we decided why don't we throw that one out there and have a little bit of fun. All right. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Up next, a very controversial story in the NFL and one Hall of Famer is not happy about it. That's next year on FSR. You know, it's not Blake's fault. It's not Blake's fault. It's not on Blake. It's on all of us. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, so I got a story out of the NFL. One Hall of Famer is not happy. Not happy at all. So we'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver. BFF of the show is going to join us less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, always enjoy uh, chatting with Dave. A uh, little system of a down. Glendale's finest uh, oh, yeah. from Iowa Sam, our tech producer here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Uh, you ever seen them live, System of a Down? Um, I've seen them live like in a video, but never in person. They were really, really good. I saw them live at the LA Forum years ago. And, in Inglewood, uh, right? Yeah, and they were on the same... It was the same show as Ramstein oh. and Slipknot. Oof. And so like the whole show was awesome. And Mudvayne was there, too. You, so the whole show yeah. was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, you you but, probably left smelling like crap. No, well... He, oh, yeah, well, everybody smokes weed, and I hate weed. Well, um, also, and just the B.O. and the sweat and, and yeah, smacking and it just, around. But I was glad I wasn't down in like, the mosh pits. It's just oh, everybody right. smells, and they're just, t- just terrible human beings. But <laughs> not to be judgmental, but... um. I was pissed because th- their best song is Spiders. System of a Down, Spiders is their best song, and they did, that was the only one they didn't play. I was devastated. Devastated. It's still better than A Perfect Circle a couple months ago who stunk out loud. <laughs> oh, man. Stunk. Oh. All right. Uh, so that's Iowa Sam. He'll be here until uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time. Mike Mayer is in the building, everybody. Mike Mayer, our Mark executive Mark, producer Mike here at Fox Sports Radio. I'm very jealous, man. Uh, I love System of Down growing up, man. That's uh, that's awesome. You get to go to that show and all those great bands there. So I, I got to be honest with you. That would be the last band I would think you would like, System of Down. I, I, no, there was a lot of their music I, I liked oh. legitimately, yeah. Interesting. Yep. Well, you I, I'm not. I'm not really that into like the heavy stuff, but that was one of the bands. Like, sort of like when I was in high school or like in, getting into like early college. I loved. I loved some of their stuff. It was just. It was catchy, and I really enjoyed it. Well, and, when you think about hard music, you know, you think of you think of the most violent man in sports talk radio, yeah. Ralph Urban. Uh, Ralph Urban's here. Everybody. Aloha, brother. Back for more. Ralph Urban is in the building. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Ralph will be here. Uh, anything on your mind, Ralph? Anything you want to get off your chest? Not at this time, right. but we'll we'll have uh, we'll have our chances. Uh, I know. I, I, I am I enjoying do. people's responses to your talk about LeBron James free agency. Uh, yeah. I mean, if people are just angry. I just in general, they're angry. I don't know why they're angry. Is it because baseball season's now like the the dominant sport? I don't know what to tell you. No, Very because angry. <laughs> they've 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 attached their wagon to the LeBron James train, and they've been left behind yeah. so many times. Well. It's all right. That's why you don't uh, don't be don't be fanboys. You know, just be objective. Just be objective and just uh, enjoy the scene. Again, the funny thing is, LeBron James. Yeah, he might make the top five Laker players of all times, but I doubt it. Yeah, well, I mean that's the reality. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we will have more on that uh, throughout the rest of the show. The guys will be here until six a.m. Eastern time uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. So uh, Terrell Owens made this decision. He wasn't going to attend the Hall of Fame. Uh, Steve Young, one of his former quarterbacks, weighed in on it. 
and uh, said that he was shocked by it, according to uh, the Bay Area News Group. Um, just uh, how he he just urges uh, Tara Lowens. I uh, hope it's not you know. I uh, hope it's not permanent. He urges him to to reconsider it and so on and so forth. And my whole thing on the uh, on the Tara Lowens not wanting to go to the Hall of Fame or not wanting to attend the ceremony. First of all, he may change his mind. Um, a lot of players and former players have been very critical of him. And and the guy might change his mind, and maybe he's got his reasons for whatever it is that, that he doesn't want to go, and he'll release those when he sees fit. But, so just in general, I don't care if he doesn't go. All right, celebrate how you want to celebrate. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't have an issue with it. If you feel like you would rather celebrate at home with friends and family as opposed to going to Canton, then do it. But it does feel petty. It does feel like the guy is being petty. And it feels like... He is maybe not, and and I don't I don't don't think he's doing it on purpose. But it's almost like he's proving people right. You know, people that that always thought that Tara Owens was about him, and it was all about him, and he was selfish, and it had to be about To at all times. This is kind of it, it kind of proving some people right. And if I was Tara Owens, and I was that bothered that I didn't get in initially, and a lot of guys have not gotten in initially in the Hall of Fame, if I was Tara Owens. This is your opportunity. This is your chance to dance on some agendas and dance on some graves on a big platform and let everybody deal with the fact that you got in and you got in doing it your way. And that's what's bizarre about this. Like This is an opportunity for the one guy who played the sport in recent years his way, the one guy who was so divisive, but so talented that teams couldn't stay away. And then ultimately they had to. This is his opportunity to go on that stage and show that you can do it your way and you can still get to the top. And so if if I was Terrell Owens, I mean, go there, embrace it. I mean, why he's choosing not to go, who the hell knows? Why he's decided that this is the avenue that he wants to take, I, I have no idea. But it just screams of pettiness. It screams of a guy who can't let it go. Like it's it screams of a guy who can't who can't accept the fact that somebody maybe didn't think that he was deserving of something initially, although ultimately he was. I mean, it's not like he had to wait ten years. I know Chris Carter has been very opinionated on it. He thinks it's a disaster. Him and Tara Lowens have gotten into it before, but it just like. If you want to show me you're over something or that you're bigger than something, don't go out of your way to prove it. Like, don't try so hard. Like, if if you're really over your ex, then just be over your ex. Don't get a t-shirt made that says, bleep you, Sarah, I'm totally over you, and wear that to a club. Like, that's not the move. You know what I mean? Like, and this just is, this is Terrell Owens, and it comes off like he's got a red ass about it. Like, he's got a red ass, and his feelings were hurt, and he's very sensitive to it, and so this is his bleep you to to the Hall of Fame, when in reality is, the way he should respond is to stand up on the stage and say, bleep you in front of all those players and all those other uh, athletes and the great ones there that came before him, and say, I did it my way, you tried to tell everybody how a terrible teammate I was, and even though most of you didn't like me, you could not deny me the fact that I was a Hall of Famer and one of the best players to ever suit up. 
And so if I were Terrell Owens, I, I would think this is a golden opportunity to just showcase what it is you did better than almost anybody who ever did it at your position before, and you did it your way. And so when Steve Young comes out and says, man, I, I hope he'd reconsider, you know, I, I hope it's something that he would look at it and really reconsider. And Young also said, listen, like you could permanently do damage. And who knows what that does to sponsorship opportunities, relationships down the road. Like I learned this early on in radio, don't burn bridges because you never know who you're going to run into later on that you may have been an a-hole to. Don't burn bridges and be smart about it and think long-term. And this feels like a guy who's not really thinking long-term. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next, a former NFL wide receiver is going to tell you how many players in the NFL do steroids. Find out what he says next here on FSR. But for all the latest uh, from the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we begin well, with history from just outside of New York City. 16th to go. Justify is still there. He's just perfect. And now he's just immortal. Justify is the 13th Triple Crown winner. The call from NBC Sports is Justify becomes just the second to win the Triple Crown with an undefeated record, joining Seattle Slough from 1977. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the Major League Baseball Diamonds, Atlanta 5-3 win at the Dodgers. Tyler Flowers drove in three. The Braves tied with Washington atop the National League Eastern Division. The Nationals 7-5 winners over San Francisco. Bryce Harper hit his 19th homer of the season. Arizona leads the NL West. They were 12-7 winners at Colorado. Paul Goldschmidt, second straight game that he's hit two home runs. The Yankees, they sit atop the American League East. They won their fourth straight, beating the Mets 4-3. Aaron Judge with an eighth inning home run. And Jonas, well, it is June, but we want to talk football. So I'm going to get it back to you and your best bud. Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, more importantly, BFF of the show, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Dave, I want to get right into it. The Terrell Owens decision uh, not to go to attend the Hall of Fame ceremony. What did you make of it? Well, he said that he's not going to go right now. Who knows what is actually going to happen? I think uh kind of got a flair for the dramatic, as at least he has his entire career. So I'll believe it when I see it. But would he be the only the first person to ever turn it down? Yeah, I don't remember another person saying... I'm trying to. Th- there was one other guy that I recall that was upset that he didn't get in, but eventually he went to the ceremony. It just and And there could be... Various reasons for it, but just initially when it first comes out, and who knows, maybe there's a better reason that he's not giving, and and maybe he'll release that before. But it just seems so petty, man. It seems like everything people have said about him that it's all be a first ballot. Yes, and this is why he's not going. Like, like it seems like everything that people have said about him, you know, a, a teammate who's selfish, only thinking about himself. He he's almost proving everybody right with it. Yeah, it just. It just feels awkward, I, I, like he's attacking like media people for talking about it or questioning him. 
um, which he had to figure was going to happen. Um, I, I don't know what has happened with him and Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin read some text messages or something on 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 TV, and so so yeah. I mean, just like just like you said, like he, he's always pushed these buttons of uh, of people around him, and and he's still doing it, even though he's not even playing. And and he says he's never even retired. Like if you ask him right now, he's like, oh, I'm 41, but I can still play. But so maybe that's why he's not giving the speech. He still wants to go out there and put on a jersey. I was thinking that as well too. If you were could he and you know the receiver position better than anybody you played in the NFL for 7 years at receiver have you ever shared a field with Terrell Owens can you describe yeah. what it was like watching him he was i mean Andre Johnson was the most physical freak I'd ever been on a field with um Terrell Owens is right up there and he was only like i think 3 or 4 years older than Andre um, but like you still look at him today, he's, he's happy to take his shirt off in any of his in any of his TV appearances. He is jacked, um, and he was just one of those guys who was was blessed to be built like that. And mean, and, which means he could hold up for a long time playing in the NFL. But uh, yeah, he, he was just physically so impressive when he would run around and and how he'd run around. I mean, he never had the greatest hands, but guys, when he got, once he got the ball in his hands, he made plays. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show with us here on Fox Sports Radio. What did you make, when you hear Julian Edelman get suspended for four games, uh, violating the PED uh, policy in the NFL, and he's going to appeal it, the appeal is already underway, so we'll see how this turns out. But when you see a guy get popped for PEDs in the NFL, what do you, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I lived with Julian Edelman his second year. Uh, he lived down here in Southern California. We, we lived together and trained together. Uh, and, uh, I mean, he, he always trained really hard, obviously never saw anything that, that he was doing back then. Um, he's kept uh, kept in great shape, kept his body in, in relatively working order. And I think guys like that um, throughout their career, you would assume that this wouldn't happen, right? Normally, guys get popped early in their career because because they because they, do, they don't know the rules. So it it does feel a little weird on why he's getting in trouble. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what it is, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look good considering all the TB12 stuff. He's coming off an injury and uh, what's been going on. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You get in trouble. Those are the rules. Uh, at, at any point during your career, did anybody approach you with the opportunity to take a performance enhancer? I mean, it's right around the corner if you want it. They don't even have to approach. It's okay, kind of like a... It's like an alley-oop. All you have to do is jump up and push it in. Okay, so what's the process like? If I were a receiver in the NFL, okay, a white slot receiver, since you are the the one of the founding fathers of the white slot receiver in the NFL, you, Mike Furry, Wes Welker, and we'll de- we'll determine who's the other one that goes on the Mount Rushmore of white slot receivers at a, at I was, a later I'm date. I'm not on like the Rushmore. I was like one of the last people to sign the declaration, but I'm, my name's on there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, if I were following in your footsteps and I'm a white slot receiver in the NFL and I wanted to get a hold of some PEDs. What's the process? How do I get a hold of them? Um, well, there's plenty of gyms and people that you know and you just kind of find the shady guy to ask the first question. I think it's all about the first question. Like You just got to find the right guy to ask. You don't want to ask 
like your your main guy because he'll he'll get like he'll get offended and and might might, might go wrong, but. It's kind of like feeling it out, you know. It's kind of like part of the first time you smoked marijuana or something. Then you know, Jonas, like you were like, "Do I ask this guy, the student body president?" No, no, we've already asked Brian, the, the, the dropout from class. He yes, knows uh, the guy who's kicking the hacky sack around. He's got the weed, uh, <laughs> yeah. not, 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 exactly. not the guy with the TI eighty three. And so, nope. and so you, nope. you you basically just Point I. Yeah, nope, leave him alone. You you basically just identify who looks like they use PEDs, and you give them like is it like a, a code word? Like you walk up to him and you go, "Hey, what's up, man?" Raleigh fingers, and he knows immediately <laughs> that's that's the word and the term that gets him the the steroids to give to you. It's actually, Orange Julius is still open. <laughs> uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Percentage-wise, if you had to guess, how many guys are still on PEDs that haven't been caught in the NFL? I don't think... See, the thing is, it's always about staying in front of the testing for a lot of these guys, and so they understand what they're looking for, and so they're just getting involved in something that they haven't been look- that, that the, the league isn't looking for yet. I mean, you look at a guy like Romanowski, that's what he did his entire career. He never really got popped. Or in trouble, but he, he was the first to say that he was he was always doing something to, for his body, and he was always taking something. And I think uh, you know, like after a while, the league just gets uh, it, it comes to their attention on, on on these guys are creating an advantage, and they take that away, and then you just got to go on to the next thing. So, um, if you ask me, how many guys are like playing with that line? Uh I don't know, ten percent of guys, maybe. Okay. It's not as much as you think. No one wants to get in trouble. Yeah, um, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, with us here on Fox Sports Radio, a BFF of the show, Jonas Knox uh, here on FSR. So the there were some trade rumors out there. It turned out to be maybe a hoax that uh, Rob Gronkowski was on the, on the block and the Patriots were going to trade him. So the Patriots had to come out and make this statement and say, "No, we, we're not trading Gronk. That's not true." Blah blah blah. What's the most bogus rumor? you've heard about a teammate or possibly a coach during your NFL career? Most bogus rumor that came out of nowhere and you have no idea how it started? Oh, that's a good question. I think there was... There was... There was after Matt Schaub had his first Pro Bowl year... There was, I, I think, there were some rumors that there might be a big trade with with Shab going before the draft. That I think we were talking about. Um, I know before Arian Foster had his first year, so his first good year. So I think that was two thousand like eight or something like that. Uh, they, they were going to do a monster trade in the draft and sort of trade up to get a running back, and so. I know there was a couple guys that were like in discussions to be traded during the draft, but that's not that's a big rumor. But the, the, that also could say, that could be true because you never know what's going on during the draft. So um, but we we never really hear the rumors. So you got to remember, like that's a lot of what happens out there in the media. The players really know what's going on and and are, are never uh, too proud to think that they won't be traded. I mean, we've seen some guys just pack up and leave a locker room that you thought were the franchise guy. 
Uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver. This is a question that you are more than qualified to answer. In fact, I would say you're more qualified than anybody to answer. So the LeBron, where's LeBron going to go? Where's he going to end up? Now, two spots that have popped up. And here's why you are qualified for this on where LeBron James' next destination is going to be. You grew up in Southern California. You live in L.A., but you played the bulk of your NFL career in Houston. You still do yep. a spot on Houston radio there. Well, yep. the Lakers and the Rockets have been positioned as potential landing spots for LeBron James. I happen to think the Clippers make a lot of sense for LeBron James. But nonetheless, we'll keep it to L.A. and Houston. If you're LeBron James, or if you could give advice to LeBron James, which is the better spot for him and why? You know who I think is the sneaky pick? Who's that? And I'm going to go play since Vegas, the New York Knicks. Ooh, okay. Listen. I think people I think people forget that it's LA and New York where the biggest draw media wise yep. media wise is. And New York they got some, they got plenty of room to play with the cap. They would I mean, think about LeBron in New York. They would for a huge loop and it's keep them on the east coast. Um uh, in the east, I guess I'd say not on the east coast. Uh, I don't see him coming to Los Angeles. Uh, I, I just don't see that happening. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they would make it fit or make it work. Um, Houston, him and Chris Paul have always wanted to play together. People forget Chris Paul was on a one year, so he also has to sign back. So maybe him and LeBron go somewhere together. Yeah. Um, but like, do they do they both have to take a pay cut to go to Houston, or can they both? Get max deals. I'm not exactly sure, but I, th- I still think the number one is he goes back to Cleveland. Um, my number two is, is is the Knicks just for fun, and uh, I guess I, if it were between Houston and LA, I, I, and I had to pick, I, I think he'd go to Houston. And now, is that are you t- are you basically saying here on national radio, right, in the prime time <laughs> hours? of uh, close to 12.40 in the morning, almost 12.40 in the morning Pacific time, and 3.40 in the morning Eastern time. In these prime time hours on a Sunday morning where everybody's listening right now, is David Anderson saying that Houston is better than L.A. as a city to play sports in? No. Oh, all right. Well, I, I tried to lure you into that, and I, unfortunately it just bombed yeah, on dude, me. Well, yeah, it was a long lure. You yeah, I tried. If you, if you did short, if you did a little shorthand. Yeah, I tried to, I tried to get you dizzy. Version. Houston Is Houston better in L.A.? No, see, I would have said no to that, too. Okay. I, I could have done the David Stern uh, thing that he used to pull on radio, where he would ask, uh, uh, like, a radio host, have you stopped beating your wife yet? It's like either way you answer it, you're acknowledging that you beat your wife. <laughs> like, what the hell is that, man? Can we, can you imagine that if a commissioner no, of a sports I league? Stop beating me. Yes, I have. Got <laughs> yeah, yeah, I oh, man. Uh, all right. So he's uh, David Anderson, former NFL wide receiver, BFF of the show. You can get him on Twitter at DavidAnderson89. Always good stuff. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it, pal. Absolutely. Have a good night. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, we may have found our new star in the world of sports. Some controversial comments made. That's all for you next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So, um... (laughs) So there was this, uh, we were talking a lot uh, earlier in the show just about, you know, where LeBron's going to end up. And and I, I think the Clippers make a lot of sense 
Uh, I think if you look at the two, the two major things that LeBron is probably thinking about right now is where can he have the biggest impact right now in his career and then post-career? And to me, where he can have the biggest impact right now in his career and then post-career would be in L.A. But everybody just assumes it's the Lakers. To me, what makes the most sense would be the Clippers. I, I just think you would get the same similar satisfaction if you win a title in in LA with the Clippers it's different than if you win one with the Lakers because the Lakers you just hang another banner they've got 16 or 17 whatever it is up in the rafters you win one with the Clippers though that's that's on par with Cleveland that's on par with winning with the Cavs so i just think everybody's got the 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 LA team wrong if I were LeBron James, I would think that the conversation uh, to where you would have a discussion about who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, and all that discussion back and forth, you're never going to catch him in rings, but what if you won one in three different spots? So to me, I just think uh, LeBron to the Clippers is something that if you could bet on that, if you could go find that and there's odds out there and all that, I just think LeBron to the Clippers makes a lot of sense. Um, the other thing, so the UFC had an event, a pay-per-view event in Chicago, UFC 225. And everybody's been talking about, man, what's the UFC going to do? You know, Conor McGregor's in limbo and Ronda Rousey's gone. John Jones, who the hell knows? Uh, they've got to they've got to find a star. They've got to find somebody that can move the needle a little bit. So Colby Covington is a guy who was fighting on the card and he's a major trash talker. And he was fighting for the interim welterweight championship. Uh, he's a guy who ripped the entire country of Brazil. He he will go after anybody at any time and talk trash with the best of them. Here was Colby Covington in the post-fight press conference when he was asked about winning the interim welterweight title. Here were some of the best ofs Colby Covington earlier. I did everything I said I was going to do. I told everybody I was going to make the welterweight division great again, and now I'm going to celebrate how a real American should celebrate winning a world title, and that's going to the White House to see Mr. Donald Trump put this on his desk, unlike the, the Philadelphia Eagles disrespecting our country's flag by kneeling for the national anthem. Obviously, Tyron's the next guy on the list, but you know, you've never shied away from you know, calling other fights, asking for other fighters. One guy who's out there at welterweight, or hopefully at welterweight again one day, is George St. Pierre. And I heard that, that that's a fight you might be interested in at some point. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in GSP, that Serb-sucking Canadian. I'll, st- I'll bury him right where he stands. Explain what's going on with this water bottle. Does that say nerd tears on side? Yeah, this does say nerd tears. All the people out there that uh, doubted me, all the nerds and virgins, which is mostly my haters, this is for them. You know, they're all crying on social media right now. They're all complaining. They're probably saying, you know, oh, RDA is a washed up lightweight. No one gives me credit. I guess I just all I do is talk. I, don't, I can't fight and prove it. All right. So let's break that down. Here are the following things that were riffed by Colby Covington in less than a minute. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, anybody that uh, kneels for the national anthem. Syrup sucking Canadians. Uh, and last but not least. Haters, better known as nerds and virgins. That is quality there. So we got ourselves some hypocrisy in the world of sports. A lot of hypocrisy. I believe that many of you are involved in it. I will explain here coming up in just a couple of minutes. It's Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83. You can find us on almost 300 affiliates all across the country. But wherever you are, we appreciate a few minutes of your time as we always come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So um, one of the things, somebody made a comment. Uh, that I thought was pretty interesting, that I know is going to be criticized. Uh, I can tell you right now this is going to be criticized. Um, so after the NBA Finals concluded, there's the post-game press conferences where all the players come out and they get interviewed, and some players are celebrating and maybe a little buzz because they've been uh, sucking down some champagne. Other players maybe show up with a soft cast on their hand uh, that probably doesn't need to be there. Uh, it just you know depends on on your prerogative and and what it, what you need to get across at that point in time, and so the guy who's really gotten a lot of the the brunt of the dislike that comes along with being successful, in which the Golden State Warriors are, is Kevin Durant, and my whole thing on on Kevin Durant and the Warriors because I saw a lot of this on social media and I talked about it a little bit on the show after the Warriors clinched and swept the Cavs. Um, on Friday night, and I was saying that it it it's almost like, and I can remember this because I remember this vividly when I was a kid. That I remember growing up poor and not having a lot of money. I used to resent the kids that did have money. I used to resent it would bother me that friends of mine would always have money and they'd be going on vacations. And growing up poor, I never had any of that, so it was like you kind of had this this animosity towards him. And it's just being young. You're just a kid. You know, the older you get, you realize, oh, it's just a waste of time, man. Like, you, nowadays, it's, hey, if somebody has something and they're well off and, and they want to go buy more or do more with it, then by all means, go do what you got to do. Uh, that's, that's fine. And so part of the reason why I veered off of the animosity towards people that had it better off than me is because I'm just not a child. And it's just a child way to look at things. And so the if you're one of those people out there that thinks that a 73-win team bringing in Kevin Durant is somehow cheating or scamming the system or not fair, you're a child. I'm sorry. That's just the way it's got to be. You're a child. You're also probably the same people who don't like anybody to have more than one car or they can only have a nice house and a mediocre car. They can't have a nice house and a nice car because you can't have more than that. Like, you're one of those people. You don't You don't think that that's fair. And I know that because I used to be like one of those people, and then I grew up. And so to me, I just think it's ridiculous. And so Kevin Durant's dealt with a lot of the hating and the bitching and moaning and all of that stuff. And so Kevin Durant talked about dealing with quote-unquote haters after Game 4 on Friday night. Whether it's the opponents, whether it's different coaches scheming for us, whether it's fans and media that hate us, it's, uh, it's just, it feels good when you're the team that everybody's gunning for. It makes us better. It makes us come to work, try to play at that championship level every single day, and that's the hardest part. I'm glad we was able to lock in, especially in the playoffs, and do what we're supposed to do to win this thing. And so, listen, they've embraced it. They're the villains now. That comes with dynasties. That comes with success, all of that stuff. We've seen it time and time again in sports. Duran also had some other comments that I find interesting, that I have a feeling he is going to get crushed for. 
All right. So he was talking with Yahoo Sports and Yahoo Sports. They talked about um, just, you know, whether or not it's fair for a guy of his caliber to join a great team like that, if it's too top heavy, if they have too much of an advantage, so on and so forth. And Duran had the following to say, and he will get crushed for this. Quote, my responsibility is to my skills. My responsibility is to myself. I'm not worried about the NBA. That's their job. They make too much money. They ain't paying me enough to dictate the NBA. I should be making more money if all that's on me. My responsibility is to whatever team I play for, all that other stuff, that's on y'all. And he's spot on, 100%. And I agree 100% with him. And I have no issue with it. And I can assure you, bitter Cavs fans or people that support LeBron James blindly and don't like what is happening, or people that are ch- are children and still still take the childish approach of, you have too many nice things, other people need some nice things too, they're going to be bothered by that and going to be bothered and offended by that quote. And I have zero issue with it at all. And it, this is where the hypocrisy shows up when it comes to sports. And what Kevin Durant is saying is, listen, It's not my problem whether or not it's fair for the NBA. We figured it out. You didn't. Tough balls. (laughs) That's sorry. And he's 100% correct. Tough balls. They figured it out. They figured out the salary cap. They figured out a loophole. They drafted top players. They had some guys on rookie contracts. They made it work financially. Sorry. I I I don't feel bad for the rest of the league. I don't feel bad for people crying that it's not fair that they have so many great players. Sorry. (laughs) Like, they figured it out. You don't like it? Do something about it. But this is where the hypocrisy comes in. Because let me ask you this. So what he's saying is, NBA's problem, not my problem. i got to worry about myself. People are going to take that as typical Kevin Durant. All he cares about is himself and not the league. So let me ask you this. If you're in that camp, and you just heard those comments, if you're in the camp of... Typical selfish Kevin Durant only thinking about himself, not thinking about the NBA, not thinking about the what's better for the league. Let me ask you this. How many of you actually care about your company's well-being when you don't own it? Say you're just an employee. You don't own the company. It's not yours. It's not your investment. It's not your mortgage on the line. This is you're just an employee. How many of you truly give a crap about the company you work for? How many of you ask how things are going when you go in to pick up your paycheck or you get your direct deposit? Seriously, how many of you get your money and then reach out to say, hey boss, how are things going? Anything I can do to help? Probably a very small number. Because for most of you, the only time you ask your boss how business is going is when you feel like it may impact your paycheck, your bottom line. Other than that, you don't really give a crap. You don't care. My brother owns a restaurant and a bar. I know how things are going with them. I've been there when employees have showed up to pick up paychecks. Never one time have I heard, hey, how are things going? Anything I can do to help? Not once. And that's fine. Because you're looking out for yourself. And if you're 
out there and you work for an employer and you it just occurred to you after I said it, yeah, you know what? I've actually never asked how things are going here. I always just either get my paycheck and direct deposit or whatever, and I guess I just assume or I don't care how things are going up top. I don't care how things are going for my boss. I don't care how things are running smoothly for them. Never even think about it. As long as my check clears, I'm good. There's nothing wrong with that. You're in it for you. Absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. And Kevin Durant is in it for himself. But it goes back to this hypocrisy when it comes to the NBA. And I notice it a lot more in the NBA than I notice it in other sports. There's always going to be hypocrisy, but I notice it a lot in the NBA. And it's the modern day NBA where people are really, really bothered when players either use their mobility or or are flexible enough to get a short-term deal and then go max out somewhere else, and people are bothered that they don't show loyalty or they're not caring more about the league or more about the product or more about the fans. I heard it last year. You remember the discussions we were having last year? Fans were bitching and moaning. People in the media were bitching and moaning because NBA players like LeBron James were sitting out of games when they were healthy. They were resting. And they were complaining, saying, that's BS, man. I bought tickets. I bought tickets to see you play, and then you rest up. And my response to that back then was, how many of you work on Christmas? Because I know when I, when I uh, watch TV on Christmas, LeBron works every Christmas. Where are you guys at? Opening gifts, eating candy, and drinking eggnog that's been stale for six weeks. Like, it's just the hypocrisy that there's layered in hypocrisy when it comes to the NBA. So Kevin Durant does exactly what all of you do all the time. He looks out for himself. Oh, we got a competition problem in the NBA? Yeah, they don't pay me for that. They can figure that out. And I promise you, somebody's going to turn that into a story. Somebody's going to say, typical Kevin Durant, that's the problem with the NBA, that's the problem with Durant and the Warriors, they don't care about the rest of the league, they only care about themselves. Yeah, sound familiar, right? That's everybody listening to this right now and everybody that works for somebody else. That's life, man. Like, that's called being an employee. It's just, uh, for some reason, when it comes to the NBA and it comes to mobility and player mobility, man, the hypocrisy is out of, out of whack. It's totally out of whack. It makes no sense to me. 877-99 on Fox. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, we also, uh, if you go to my Twitter account, at the Jonas Knox, there's a poll question up. Make sure you get in on it. Um, it is running through the end of this show. All right, So it's important that you get in on this poll question at the Jonas Knox. And the poll question is, and again, we normally don't do poll questions on this show. We've done it like three times in the history of the show because uh, it's usually a sign of bad radio. So uh, the poll question is, which excuse used by LeBron ball washers was your favorite in the NBA Finals? There are four options there. Very interesting results so far. Some surprising results. So go to at the Jonas Knox and make sure you cast your vote on that. Uh, and we will uh, read those results uh, at the end of the show. Uh, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Geico. We have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Coming up next. 
There was uh I, I'm trying to think how can I how can I te- okay, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. A former NFL player accused another player of using cocaine. Find out who we're talking about next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. Sometimes I'll get tweets, and I have no idea what show you're listening to. I really don't. There's been times where I've gotten a tweet about something I've said, and I haven't been on the air in four days, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I don't know if you guys are just waking up from uh, uh, some booze-induced coma or what, but I, I just don't get it. Um, so here's this. This is all right. Here's uh, all right. This is from some guy on on Twitter who sent this to me. Good to know that beating, loving, long suffering wives is accepted in society. Is this America or the middle bleeping east? I'm a man, and all the rest of you men make me sick. What the hell are you talking about, man? Makes me want to puke. Me too. What the hell's that guy talking about? <laughs> like, what? I don't know. That's a guy walking around the past three days with an IV of moonshine. Because that's the only thing I could think of. What the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> Unbelievable. I just, I don't, I don't get it. All right. Uh, you know what I do get? I do get pro wrestler or porn star, and you're going to get it too, whether you like it or not. Less than 10 minutes from now, pro wrestler or porn star is coming up here. Uh, if you want to be a part of the hottest game show in the history of Sports Talk Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, pro wrestler or porn star, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Get in while the getting is good. We've got a thousand phone lines ready. They're all yours. Operators standing by. Uh, all right. So we were talking about this uh, situation going on in the NFL, and uh, the the Terrell Owens decision. Uh, he is saying right now that he doesn't want to go to the Hall of Fame. That he's not going to go to the to the Hall of Fame. He doesn't want to be a part of it. Yada yada. And look. If you don't want to go, don't go. Whatever. That, that's fine. You can celebrate how you want. I didn't care that Joe Thomas was fishing when he got drafted. I didn't care that Baker Mayfield didn't want to go to the draft. I don't care if you want to sit in the green room or you don't want to sit in the green room. Uh, you want to have a party at home. Whatever, man. Like Do, do whatever it is you want to do. It's, it's, your, it's your achievement. It's yours, your decision. I couldn't care less. Um, but the whole thing with the Terrell Owens decision is it feels petty. Like, it feels like a guy who just can't let it go. Just can't let it go that he didn't get it on the first try. And it's that comes off kind of ridiculous. And so this sort of stirred up some commentary from former players, some Hall of Famers. Uh, Steve Young came out, um, and he was shocked by the decision Steve Young talked about uh he's he's urging Terrell Owens uh to reconsider to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony in Canton uh worries that it's going to damage relationships for good so people have weighed in on it and um one of the guys that weighed in on it was uh Jason Whitlock 
of Fox Sports 1, Speak for Yourself, who talked about just Terrell Owens and, and Terrell Owens' decision to uh, to not want to go to this. And Jason Whitlock was quoted as 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 saying making some very strong comments about what was happening. And Jason Whitlock said the following about Terrell Owens. Quote, the worst teammate in the history of professional football is now going to be the worst teammate in the history of the Hall of Fame. This is typical Terrell Owens. Well, Terrell Owens saw that and wrote the following on Saturday. How about me and you go celebrate over a box of Krispy Kreme donuts and a glass of low-fat milk? Almond milk for me. I'm kind of lactose intolerant. And Jason Whitlock said, uh, let's do it. Tara Lowens responded with, okay, but after, if you lose 100 pounds by August 4th, then I'll attend. But if you can't do, but you can't do lipo, I only want two donuts. You can have the rest. And then comes the cocaine conversation into things. Cause he's already, so he's already fat shamed Jason Whitlock on social media. Take that for what you will. And then he brings Michael Irvin into the conversation. Quote, bring your boy Michael Irvin too. I got some powdered donuts for him. And then there is sort of a, uh, a racial connotation, whatnot. Um, and then uh, they went back and forth. Uh, after thinking about it, 100 pounds, maybe a tad bit too much. How about 81 pounds? So, you know, this whole back and forth. So he fat shamed Jason Whitlock. Uh, made a cocaine reference to Michael Irvin, um, who may or may not have had an issue with that in the past. Um, and these are all people that have been critical to Tara Lowens and how he's handled this. Again, I don't care how you handle it. It's fine. But there is an element of this which comes off as double petty. Right? There's a double pettiness to this story. So Tara Lowens comes across as the guy who's pissed because you didn't call him first to invite him to the house party. You called him like third. You called the other two guys. And so because he's so pissed that he didn't get invited to the house party first, he's just not going to go all together because he should have been the first call. All right. That's that's how Terrell Owens comes across. All right. Somewhat petty. Gary Myers of the New York Daily News, who's a Hall of Fame voter, he said after Terrell Owens came out with it late last week or late this past week, a couple of days ago, Gary Myers came out and said that if he had known Terrell Owens would have skipped the ceremony, he wouldn't have voted him in. I get invited to a lot of weddings. All right, so we know Terrell Owens is being petty. All right, we're going to say he's being petty. Um, Gary Myers is also being petty as well, too. So they're both kind of butting heads in the same manner and the same behavior. Like, I get invited to a lot of weddings. All right, a, lo- a lot of friends have been married. People I know have been married recently over the past couple of years. And I go to almost no weddings because of work. And I work, weddings are usually on a Saturday night. Look, I work Saturday nights. Can't make it. Uh, Especially in the fall. People like to have weddings in the fall. I don't know if they're cheaper or whatnot. All right. If it's football season, it's not happening. So if you get married in the fall and it's a Saturday night, it's not happening. That's the time of the year to do sports talk radio. That's the biggest time of the year from about September all the way to February. So if you get married on a Saturday night and you invite me to a wedding, I'm not going. And so there's been time, uh, most of the time, where I can't go to a wedding. And so 
people will send me an invite in the mail, and you can check, uh, yes, I'm going, uh, is it a plus one, or you can go, uh, no, I can't make it. And so usually I always check back, no, I cannot attend, and that's it. You send it back, and we're good. You know what, what people who invite me to their weddings never do when I write that I can't go? They never call me up and say, had we known you weren't going to attend, we weren't going to invite you. Had we known that all along, we weren't going to invite you all the way around. Like, it's not, it's not mandatory that Terrell Owens goes. Right? It's not mandatory that he has to be there. It would be nice if he was there, but it's not mandatory. So Gary Myers coming out as a Hall of Fame voter saying, well, you know, if I would have known he wasn't going to go, I wouldn't have invited him. <laughs> so, wait, what? So what, that, that eliminates everything he's done in his career because he's not going to the ceremony? The whole point of the award is what have you done in your career? Was it good enough to be honored in Canton as a Hall of Famer? Yes. So then why is that all of a sudden taken away because he can't make it? You know what I mean? Like nobody would ever call you up because you can't go to their wedding and say, you know what? That's the last time I invite you to a wedding. Well, I hope it is because I hope you don't get divorced. Had I known you weren't going to make it, I wouldn't have invited you. It's, it's just dumb. It's petty. So you've got Terrell Owens being petty. You've got Gary Myers being petty. Now he's in a spat on social media, and it's turned into chaos. It's like him doing sit-ups in the driveway again. Like Gary Myers saying this just goes to show you that there are agendas in a process that shouldn't have agendas. If you ever wondered whether or not people that vote for the Hall of Fame have their own agendas and want to get those across in the voting process... Right there is exhibit A of, of exactly what we've talked about for a long time. That there's always been agendas, and Gary Myers re- coming back at Tara Lowens with that response just goes to show you it's true. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. That is an important number, and here's why. Every week on this show, we play the hottest game show in sports talk radio. It's called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. All right? If you want to be a part of it, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star, a game that has been stolen by other shows across the country. The hottest game show in the history of Sports Talk Radio is next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we begin, well, in Major League Baseball where, let's just say, all rise. Swung on and there it goes deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. A judging blast. The Mets fall for the eighth straight game to the Yankees. Four three New York Yankees are on top of the American League East. For Aaron Judge, that home run in the eighth was the deciding factor. Half game back, you'll find the Boston Red Sox. They were 4-2 winners over the Chicago White Sox. Detroit, a 4-2 win over Cleveland. The Tigers trail the Indians by four games in the AL Central. Seattle falls at Tampa Bay, 7-3. Houston, a 4-3 win at Texas. The Astros and Mariners tied atop the AL West. In the National League, Arizona, a 12-7 win at Colorado. The Diamondbacks, two and a half up on Colorado, LA, and San Francisco in the NL West. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Jonas, Justify won the Belmont Stakes Saturday, becoming the 13th Triple Crown winner and the second in four years. In Justify's honor, 
Let's celebrate Jake Steed, Quick Draw, Rick McGraw, Danny the Wonder Pony, and of course the Four Horsemen with pro wrestler or porn star. Well done, Ralph. Uh, there's a lot of ways you could take uh, a horse as we approach pro wrestler or porn star. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, sure. By the way, if I had a horse, you know what I'd call him? Do tell. Freddy Five Legs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. El Cinco. Yeah, no. They, they call me Old Eleven Toes. That's what they call me. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, by the way, uh, do note that it took us over an hour and a half to get our first crank joke in on the show. So well done by everybody. I think we've really matured here over the last 24 hours. Yay. Uh, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Right now, it's time. Yeah. Is it a pro wrestler? Yeah. Or a porn star? Genitalia. I love that. You have an affection for big men. Time to guess that name. Is that time pro wrestler or porn star here on Fox Sports Radio, the hottest game show in all the land. It's been stolen by other shows all throughout the country. Uh, we think it was stolen by the Ellen Show, who just randomly popped up about a year ago. They had a, a, a game called Pro Wrestler or Coachella Band. Hmm. I don't wonder, know. Wonder where they got that from. Maybe. Butt out, Marshawn. We're not talking about you right now. We got things to do. All right. So let's find out who wants in on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go to Kansas City first, where Aladdin is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Aladdin, what's happening? What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, what do you got going on, man? You know, honestly, uh, I just got done playing some poker, did pretty well, and I'm heading to Vegas at 6 a.m. That's a terrible idea, man. I've done it before. It's an awful idea. I know it seems like a really good idea now, but it's a terrible idea. It's the World Series of Poker, gentlemen. Vegas! Okay. Vegas, baby! Vegas! Now, are, are, so, and, and, so you're flying out there. You're not driving, right? No, I'm flying out okay. there. I should drive out there. I'm flying Spirit. They're going to charge me every penny for water. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Um, the drive, The drive out is all right. The drive back is brutal because you're hungover, you're dehydrated, uh, you feel like crap, you're probably broke. It's I've That drive is awful. Out here in L.A., it's like a four-and-a-half to five-hour drive, and I've done the late-night let's-go-to-Vegas routine. It always guys, seems guys, cool. Guys, hold, hold the fort. I'm, I'm just going to a library convention. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. All right. Um, all right, so Aladdin is in Kansas City uh, working on his open mic skills here on Fox Sports Radio. He's ready. He's fired up for a Vegas trip coming up here soon. Uh, let's go. You know, what a coincidence. Let's go to Vegas. Michael's in Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Michael, what's happening? Hey, you know, Mr. Aladdin over there, there's a library here that is a strip club. It's called the Library. So maybe Good he really Lord. is going to the library when he gets here. Well, you know, guys, you know what I have heard? Uh, in, I believe it's in Tempe, where Arizona State is located, there was a bar, a bar or a club, and I think this is in Tempe, that was called the library. And the reason they called it the library is so that when kids used their parents' credit cards 
and the parents got the credit card statements back, it showed that they were at the oh. library. So that so that way the parents wouldn't wouldn't think they were the kids were out yeah, getting yeah. bombed, but the kids were drinking uh, you know Mike's hard lemonades and throwing up in the, each other's armpits. Uh, they weren't really that, studying that, anything. You know what I mean? I, I think there's also a library where you have to read in Braille. At the Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this this conversation went from zero to a hundred real quick. Listen, man, hey, we we cover all all areas here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, a highly educated group here on FSR. All right, so here's how it works, guys. Uh, we've got uh, Aladdin in Kansas City. We have got Michael in Vegas. I've got a list of names here. It's either the name of a pro wrestler or the name of a porn star. I'm going to start with Aladdin. I'm going to go over to Michael. If you guys are tied at the end of this list, we go to sudden death overtime. Easy enough. Yeah. Good luck, Aladdin. I got no idea what I'm doing. All right, I'm here we go. That's all right. I definitely hope you lose. Though. All right, there we go. Here we go. So here we go. Like Aladdin. A uh, here we go. Aladdin in Kansas City. You are first up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Aladdin, uh, the first name up for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, porn star. is. <laughs> You're going to get disqualified. I can't be interrupted I'm like sorry. this. This I'm is a so serious sorry. game. So, like, this is a I'm serious so game. Come on, Aladdin. Like focus in on on the task at hand here. All right, you're going to Vegas. You got to stay focused here. All right, Aladdin. The first name up for you is Chocolate Tie, pro wrestler or porn star? Porn star. That is correct. Yep. That is correct. Aladdin is on the board. Over to Michael in Vegas we go. Michael, the name for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Lexi Rippa. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Sounds like a porn star, so I'll say Pro Wrestler. Oof. That is incorrect. Yeah, like you can't overthink this. You got to, uh, this This could be tricky. You got to, you got just... You need to focus in, you need to lock in, trust your gut, and go with your instinct. So over to Aladdin we go here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star leading one nothing here on Fox Sports Radio. Aladdin, the next name up for you is Q-Ball Carmichael, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Q-Ball Carmichael, huh? Uh, I gotta go, I gotta go Pro Wrestler on this one. That is correct. 2-0, baby. Locked in and loaded. Aladdin up 2 nothing here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. So we go back over to Michael in Vegas. Michael, you need to get on the board here so this does, game doesn't get away from us here in a hurry. So Michael in Vegas, the name for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Sasha Brabuster, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. <laughs> wow. I don't want to be the Cavaliers, but I'm going to go with the same theory. It sounds like a porn star, so I'll say Pro Wrestler. That is incorrect. Come on, man. You can't. You cannot overthink. See, you know what this is? Because you live in Vegas, Michael, you're used to getting duped by the dealer. That's easy, what, easy. Yeah. His hockey team just lost. Uh, they, but listen, I think he's used to the scams. I think he's used to the oxygen being pumped in the casinos. Like that, they're not sometimes not on the up and up, right? I'm not trying to make a reckless claim, but look, we do things on the up and up here. No pun intended, because we're talking about porn either. Uh, all right, uh, over to Aladdin we go. Aladdin in Kansas City here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Aladdin, the next name up for you here is Cindy Louder, Pro Wrestler oh, or Porn Star. That's definitely a porn star. That is correct. He is on fire, folks. Aladdin is on fire. Michael in Vegas. Michael, you got to get on the board, man. How many questions are there? Do I have a a shot of you? All right, so, Michael. uh, Michael, first of all, where are you? Are you in a casino right now? I'm outside the world-famous home plate bar and grill waiting to finish my round. 
so I can go inside and have yet a different kind of round. Okay, now home plate barn grill. Now, uh, uh, what are we talking about? What's what's the round going to consist of when you walk back inside? I think just the red wine right now. I'm a little mellowed out right. from the all-you-can-eat sushi. Just the red wine. Oh, good. good, good. And then you wait for that sushi to digest, and then you start ripping it, man. Rip it, rip, rip, rip. Pa- I got to listen to you. Then pass right. out. Yeah, well, I mean, trust me. I, I, getting rips, uh, I sound better the more drunk you are. So just I would recommend that for future references. All right, so Michael in Vegas, who needs to get on the board here and go enjoy a, a glass of red wine. Michael, the next name up for you here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star here on Fox Sports Radio is... Tool, pro wrestler or porn star? Oh, gosh. All right. I'm going to go wrestler one more time because it's all porn stars. Wrestler. That is correct. You're on, baby. There it is. That is correct. So we go back over to Aladdin in Kansas City listening on Fox Sports Radio. Aladdin looking to take a commanding lead here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The name for you here is Mandy Hoare, Pro Wrestler Come or on. Porn Star. Come on. Is this a trick question? I got to go <laughs> Porn Star. That is correct. That is correct, yes. Uh, Mandy Hoare. I believe that's a, a play on uh, the name Mandy Moore, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, similar to the Porn Star we did about a year and a half ago, Mariah Cherry. Uh, I think that was That's- one that was also mentioned as well, too. Hey, yeah. uh, all right, so Michael in Vegas. Michael, um, you need to get this correct in order to even stay alive in this game. All right, so, you need, all right, so we need to get this correct. Focus. All right, so the name for Michael in Vegas to stay alive in the game here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Juan Tastico, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Pro Wrestler. That is correct. Starting to figure it out here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Spicy. All right, so I'm a uh, at this all right, so yeah, aren't we all? All right, so Aladdin, here we go, man. If you get this correct, it's a wrap. All right, it's a wrap. If we get this correct, it is all over. Aladdin in Kansas City, looking to pull off the clean sweep here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. The name for you here is Daisy Tanks, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Daisy Tank. Pro wrestler. That is incorrect. Uh, it's, it's, wow. it's incorrect, but no, but nonetheless, but nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, it is. Uh, it's a wrap. Uh, it's all over. Uh, Aladdin in Kansas City is your winner. He's got a two point lead. Not enough time. Not enough opportunities for Michael in Vegas to get back into this thing. But you know what? This game brings everybody together. We've got a guy in Kansas City. We got another guy in Vegas ready to have a nice glass of red wine. And in like six, seven hours from now, you're both going to be in the same place. How about that? That's what's up, man. I'm uh, Michael. Catch me at Aria or at the Bellagio playing poker. Yeah. Mainly the 5 5 Omaha game, man. There he goes. Dave, Dave travels a lot. All right. There yeah. it is. Uh, well well done by everybody involved. Nice work. So they're going to meet up there. Uh, you can catch Iowa Sam and I at Thunder from Down Under if you guys are bored later on. Hey, <laughs> Nasty booty boy. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, uh, somebody in sports has threatened to assault an entire football team. All right, an entire NFL team has been threatened with assault 
by another athlete in sports. Find out who it is, and you will hear the comments next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So, by the way, we do have confirmation. Uh, I was talking to the guys who were playing pro wrestler or porn star a few minutes ago, and I remember there was this place, I think in Tempe, Arizona, that was called The Library. And the whole point was, because Tempe is a college town in Arizona State, and it's a big-time college town, that they opened this bar called The Library. So when kids left home to go to college and they were using their parents' credit cards, when their parents got the credit card statement, it would say that they were at the library. (laughs) So it's actually pretty ingenious. And a guy writes in and says, yeah, it was in Tempe. I missed that place. So, yeah, there it is. So at least I know something. All right. Um, So the UFC had uh, an event in Chicago on Saturday night, UFC 225. And uh, the guy who made a lot of the noise was – Colby Covington. Now, Colby Covington is a very brash, uh, trash-talking, welterweight fighter who was fighting in the co-main event, and he was fighting for the interim welterweight title. The champion, Tyron Woodley, is dealing with an injury, and so in the meantime, they've got this interim title. Colby Covington has is, is trashed Brazil, uh, called uh, them filthy animals, uh, uh, and did that in Brazil in the middle of the cage after he beat a Brazilian. Uh, then he fought another Brazilian, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, on Saturday night, and he won a decision. And so he's at the uh, post-fight press conference, and he decided, you know, it wasn't just bad enough that he pissed off Brazil. Uh, he ripped Chicago before, saying Chicago's sports teams all sucked. Um, he's not that wrong. Uh, he ripped Chicago... Uh, before the fight and all that. So he's just trash talker going pro wrestling to the extreme. And then he incorporated the NFL and he incorporated a particular NFL team and he included a threat. Here was Colby Covington, the brand new UFC interim welterweight champion Saturday night after he won the belt. I did everything I said I was going to do. I told everybody I was going to make the welterweight division great again, and now I'm going to celebrate how a real American should celebrate winning a world title, and that's going to the White House to see Mr. Donald Trump put this on his desk, unlike the, the Philadelphia Eagles disrespecting our country's flag by kneeling for the national anthem. Last time I checked, they weren't paid all that money to be political people. They were paid to play football. So i got to say, if I see them in the streets, I'm probably going to slap them. Well, there's that. All right, so uh, Colby Covington versus Lane Johnson. Who you got? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, by, by, so CM Punk fought on this pay-per-view? Good God. He had no business being in there, man. And it's a bad look. Dana White even said that he regretted putting the fight on pay-per-view. The only reason it was put on pay-per-view was to sell fights because CM Punk's got a big name from being uh, – uh, in WWE and a successful pro wrestler, and he got in the cage, man, and he did not belong whatsoever. Did not belong whatsoever. Took a beating again. Uh, he's 39 years old. That you, there's just a and the guy who was fighting has got like two fights under his belt. So the guy he's fighting is not exactly a decent fighter. That just goes to show you 
the level, like Brian Scalabrini played these guys who all thought they were great players and they thought Brian Scalabrini sucked. And then he went and played these guys who are really good YMCA players and he just demolished them. The worst guy in a professional sports league is so significantly better than any of us. <laughs> it is a humbling moment. And CM Punk got smashed on a pay-per-view in his hometown, and Dana White says, yeah, that's probably it. So that's probably the end of CM Punk in the UFC. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. More coming up next here on FSR. So there is a major storyline in the world of sports. A major one. And I've got an idea as to how one decision could be made that could change all of it. I'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, all 300-plus wherever you are listening right now. We appreciate you doing so as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, The one thing I would say about just what now is, all right? So what what is what is now officially? And like we were making a joke, and it's but it's true. And Sam, Iowa Sam, our tech producer, said to me, "Man, when Ralph opens up his updates at the top and bottom of the hour with a baseball score, you know the NBA playoffs are over." And it's true. And what's what's interesting is this has always been considered the next couple of months, kind of the dead period in sports. Now, I think it's more fun because now you get into storylines and stories and and things like that. I've always been more of a fan of off-season NFL talk than in-season NFL talk because you can recap games and do box score stuff, but to me that's just boring. just comes across as lazy radio. I'd rather get into the storylines of things, what something could potentially mean. It's just more fun. It's more enjoyable. Stories, not stats. That's what I've always been told. Stories, not stats, as far as radio goes. And so we're in this, quote-unquote, slow period in sports. And the one thing I will say, and was very critical of LeBron James and the situation the Cavs are in and and all that took place, there's a lot of ball-washing out there, LeBron James, a lot of inability to be accountable there people not willing to hold lebron james accountable for where cleveland is with everything it's them that made the decision to fire their head coach to bring in for lebron james he's at the root of all of those things going on in cleveland trading away of players the players that were re-signed the coaching move all of that was lebron james pulling the strings so if they are where they are why is he not getting any of the blame doesn't make sense So you can be as critical as you want, and I've been very critical of LeBron James, and I was on the show yesterday about it. But I will say this. He has revolutionized the sports calendar. He's changed it. It's different now. I can remember being and doing 4th of July shows here years ago on Fox Sports Radio, and I remember some of the discussions being which Major League Baseball team has the worst Memorial Day hat or Fourth of July hat? Like, which one butchered the Fourth of July hat that they were wearing 
the day of the game. There's nothing going on. Fourth of July, NFL players are away from the team. They don't report to camp for a couple of weeks. You've got your Jason Pierre-Paul instances, which are crazy and and all sorts of uh, nutty stuff going on with that, with fireworks and whatnot. But really, there's nothing else going on. Over the past couple of years, because of LeBron James, the sports calendar, calendar has changed. Now, NBA free agency is wildfire. Can't control it. Don't know where it's going. It, it, it's all over the place. And it's incredible. And so that is in large part because of LeBron James. So you can be as critical as you want. You can you can complain about the guy. You can say uh, he he was over dramatic with his wrist injury and or, or broken hand story that he showed up, even though he was able to use that same hand and grab his purse after game one uh, and shake hands and dap everybody up and still playing so on and so forth. But because of him, he's made the sport more exciting in the off season, and that's tough to do. He has now made it a place where you go and you're trying to figure out, all right, who's going where, what's happening with this guy, we're uh, putting the pieces all together. It's like fantasy football, but uh, but with actual real-life stakes and the NBA involved and guys uh, taking short-term deals to join and form super teams. A lot of that credit has to go to LeBron James because he's the one that kind of initiated all this. He's the one that kind of gave players the power and gave them the ability to be mobile enough to move around in their careers. So we can all complain about LeBron James and be critical if we want, but if you're a sports talk radio host or a sports fan, think about what you were doing three or four years ago during July, during this quote-unquote slow period. Talking baseball, taking vacations, hoping for a boxing event that maybe is pay-per-view that might have somebody you heard of. I mean, what are you doing? LeBron's changed all that. Now, LeBron and his own future, that's another story. After game four, while he was sitting up there with this quote-unquote broken hand, LeBron James talked about his own future moving forward with Cleveland. The one thing that I've always done is is consider, you know, obviously my, my family, understanding, you know, especially where my boys are at this point in their age, a lot younger. The last time I made a decision like this four years ago, you know, I got a teenage boy, a preteen, and a little girl right now that wasn't around as well. You know, sitting down and, and, and considering everything, you know. But, you know, my family is, is a huge part of whatever I've decided to do I'm in my career, and they will continue to be that. So I, I don't have an answer for you right now as far as that. So let's just pretend that LeBron's leaving Cleveland. I think a lot of people just assume that he's going to leave Cleveland. The places that he is rumored to go to, are places like uh, our teams like the Lakers, the Rockets, the 76ers. Um, it, teams also that could be involved, uh, the Knicks. I saw the Miami Heat floated in there. Uh, somebody threw in the Boston Celtics as part of the betting odds as to where he might end up. And, and you think, oh, well, you know, it's a, you know the coaching, and he, you go with a great coach and Brad Stevens, all of that. But let's, and this is what I was saying earlier. You've got to answer two questions. The first question is, why would he come to L.A.? Why would he want to come to L.A.? And the second is, why was winning a title in Cleveland a big deal? And so if those are the two questions, you answer those one at a time, and you will come to a logical landing spot that just isn't getting talked about. 
Why would he want to come to L.A.? And it's all about opportunity. And it's all about after his career. What can he do and where can he go to transition to life after basketball easier than in L.A.? You can make the case for the Knicks and New York and all that, but if we're just going by reports and what we're hearing, L.A. makes a lot of sense. And so people look and say the Lakers. like That makes a lot of sense. So he would want to go to L.A. because it would give him the best opportunity to transition into life after basketball. He's, he's been great business-wise. He's got uh, his own businesses, companies, aspirations, all of that. That would be something for him that would make a lot of sense. Go to L.A., settle in, and you ride off into the sunset of your basketball career into the world where all the opportunities are entertainment-wise, and that's in L.A., Makes a ton of sense. So that answers the first question, why would he want to get to L.A.? The second question is, why was winning a title for Cleveland a big deal? Winning a title for Cleveland was a big deal because it had never been done before. Because they had been the laughing stock, not only of the NBA, but in in a lot of cases, sports. They've been the butt of every joke. People have uh, ripped Cleveland for years. Mistake by the lake. The Browns stink. Uh, The Indians haven't won since some ungodly year uh the 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 Cavs are a disaster they've got no hockey team all of that stuff no champion blah 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 and so winning in Cleveland was such a big deal because it had never been done before like his one title in Cleveland will always be bigger than the two he won in Miami always it's always going to be bigger because it had never happened before And there are certain places where when you win a title there, you are revered forever. Like whoever was a part of the 2016 Cubs that finally won a World Series, they could amount to nothing the rest of their careers. Joe Madden could stink up the joint uh, and, and drive the team into the ground. He will be revered in Chicago as the guy who did it. So if we've answered those two questions, why would he come to L.A.? and why winning a title in Cleveland is a big deal, then you've got to combine those two, and you come up with a pretty logical landing spot for LeBron James. So which team would give you that big market feel, give you the opportunities to pursue life after basketball and transition into that lifestyle, but would also be an opportunity for you to make history with a franchise if you won a title just like you did in Cleveland? And the logical landing spot is the Clippers. Just connect the dots. Location. Opportunity for a historic achievement. You've got a veteran coach there in Doc Rivers who's got championship pedigree. The Clippers make a ton of sense. Everybody's talking about the Lakers. When you win a title with the Lakers, it's cool. No, that's cool. It'll go up there with all the other banners. There's almost 20 of them. It's been done before. But if you win one with the Clippers, it's different. It's it's a different storyline. It's a different conversation all the way around. He's never going to win the Jordan versus LeBron debate that people like to have who's better when it comes to total titles. It's never going to happen. But you know what he can do? He can change the discussion. He can change the argument. I said it earlier, Floyd Mayweather has been doing that for years. 
Nobody who covers boxing thinks Floyd Mayweather is the greatest boxer of all time. Nobody. You know what he is, though? He's undefeated. Well, who's beat me? Nobody. How am I not the best? Eh, he kind of got a point. So if LeBron James can't win one argument with Michael Jordan, why not go and win another one? Yeah, maybe I don't have six rings. You know what I do, though? I got a ring with three different teams. And two of which had never been done before. Like, I just think if I'm looking at landing spots, everybody's talking about the Lakers and and go go to L.A. and all that stuff. It just feels like it's been done before. There's nothing nothing original, nothing unique about it. And if I'm LeBron, I'm looking at it going, where can I have an impact, build a legacy, and still transition into what I want to do after basketball if this is it? And I hear a lot of talk about Lakers and Sixers and uh, you know, stay, stay in Cleveland and, and the Rockets and all. Man, watch out for the Clippers. I, I just think there's a lot of things there that would make a lot of sense. You've got Jerry West in that front office. A couple of conversations. They, they got rid of the Blake Griffin contract last year. I think there's a legitimate possibility LeBron could end up with the Clippers. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, um, maybe the most disliked athlete in all of sports. He's at least in the conversation. He said something recently that is really going to piss you off. Find out who it is next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, maybe the most disliked athlete in all of sports right now, right? And he he had some things to say that I think are really going to piss a lot of people off. So that is coming up here in uh, just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. I do want to let you know we are brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. So I was talking about how like NBA like off-season NBA talk has now taken over a couple of months of the calendar. It just has. It's more exciting now. And, you know, baseball's going on, but all right, that that's cool. What are the storylines? You know, you can, I mean, you go, everybody watches baseball games. I, I would assume so. You at least watch one or two. I watch a lot of baseball, but like, it's not really worth talking about. Nobody really cares. I mean, it's the regular season, it's a long season. You wait until it gets, you know, late. And, but back in the day before LeBron kind of revolutionized the idea of player mobility and all that stuff and guys going from one place to another, there wasn't a lot of talk about. It. So you would, you would talk about baseball, but there was nothing compelling. There's nothing out there that was, oh, yeah, well, this is, yeah, we've got to make sure we touch on this. Just, it wasn't. And so, uh, guy writes in on uh, Twitter, very offended, uh, very clearly a seam head, if you will. Guy writes in on Twitter, um, plenty to talk about right now in baseball. The Yanks Sox dominance, Verlander's dominance, the Cubs Brewers race. The success of the Phil's Braves M's upcoming blockbuster trades just because you haven't put in the work to watch doesn't make it irrelevant. 
All right, ladies, let's play ball. Ball washer. Big time. That guy right there is a ball washer. Oh, man. Jesus, you think anybody gives a crap about the Mariners race? I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go live to our correspondent right now. This is our spot, sports talk radio correspondent, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, who joins us now live uh, from a water runoff in Illinois, outside Chicago, somewhere. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, your thoughts on the success of the Phils, Braves, and Mariners? I don't care. I don't either. I just don't. All right. Um, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, you can uh, get in on our poll question. We normally don't do poll questions because that's usually bad radio. Uh, if you go to at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, that is at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. We have a poll question there. Uh, it's important that you get in on this. Uh, the, the time to get in on this poll question is running out. The poll question is, which excuse used by LeBron ball washers was your favorite in the NBA Finals? As we dovetail off one ball washer to that, which excuse used by LeBron ball washers was your favorite in the NBA Finals? There are four options there. Get your vote in. Cast your vote at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, and and uh, let your voice be heard. Um, all right, so Kevin Durant is not a really well-liked guy in sports. A lot of people think that he cheated. They think the Warriors cheated. Um, the people that think that the Warriors cheated because they had a 73-win team and they signed Kevin Durant and they're bothered by that, you are children. Uh, you are little kids. Uh, you also still cry because uh, somebody got a, a better 10-speed than you for their birthday. Uh, you you complain and you whine because the neighbors got a brand new car and you don't have a brand new car. Your kids, your children. That's just a, a childish way to look at it. Uh, the Golden State Warriors were a very good team who had an opportunity to add to their very good collection of players, and they did. And clearly, they knew something because they've won two titles in a row. So if you were still on the side of they had a seventy three win team, and they added Kevin Durant. And you're not happy about it. What you're saying is you have a really, really nice house. You can have that, but you can't also have a really nice car. It's one or the other, according to us. That's a childish way to look at it. Uh, I used to be like that when I was, I don't know, 11. And I saw people in school who had nicer clothes and nicer things than me. And I was upset because my family was poor and their family clearly had a lot more money. So I would be very envious and kind of resentful of those kids. And then something happened. I, uh, uh, I, I no longer became a child. And I realized, hey, look, good for them. They've got success. They want to add to that success. What do I care? It doesn't bother me. So if you were bothered by Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, you're a child. Um, Kevin Durant had this to say about people not being happy about his decision and where the NBA is at. And I agree with him spot on. Uh, He says, quote, my responsibility is to my skills. My responsibility is to myself. I'm not worried about the NBA. That's their job. They make too much money. They ain't paying me enough to dictate the NBA. I should be making more money if that's all on me. My responsibility is to whatever team I play for, all that other stuff, that's on y'all. That was Kevin Durant to Yahoo Sports. Could not agree more. It's not his problem. It's not his problem to worry about the state of the league. And for everybody out there that says, yeah, typical Kevin Durant, man, that's the problem. Only cares about himself. How many times have you asked your boss, 
How are things going with the business when you go to collect your paycheck or you get your direct deposit? You're looking out for yourself too. So don't get on these guys just because they do it. And the dislike of the Golden State Warriors is is bizarre to me. Where people go out of their way to rip the Warriors or hate on the Warriors or smash the Warriors and say that it's fraudulent what they've done. I can actually make a case that the Warriors are the most relatable dynasty that we've seen maybe ever. Look at how the team was built. You can focus in on Kevin Durant if you want. You can be lazy. That's fine. But look at how the team was built. Steph Curry was a draft pick. An undersized guard from a nowhere college that nobody even knew about who was a draft pick only because he could shoot really well. Clay Thompson was also a draft pick. A guy who doesn't cause problems, other than that whole little uh, weed fiasco before the draft, if you can call it that. Doesn't really cause problems, but a guy that was drafted because he plays good defense and because he could shoot. Draymond Green, coming out of high school, was ranked like 31st amongst power forwards in the country. 31st, just amongst power forwards in the country, went to Michigan State, was a second-round draft pick. Andre Iguodala was a veteran draft, a veteran free agent signing, who I didn't see a lot of other teams clamoring for. I didn't see a lot of teams going, we got to have Iggy. Golden State saw him and said, he'll probably help us. Sean Livingston, a guy whose leg almost fell off, in L.A. as a member of the Clippers, one of the most disgusting leg injuries you've ever seen. Nobody wanted him. They signed him. Only Kevin Durant was the big-name free agent. That's it. But everybody talks about how it's quote-unquote bad for the NBA. They built that team on their own. And because they were smart with the salary cap, they had the ability to bring in Kevin Durant. Every one of those guys, whether it's undersized Steph Curry dealing with chronic ankle injuries from a small university to Draymond Green, who's a second-round pick, who was ranked 31st in the country, coming out of high school as a power forward, whether it's Sean Livingston and some of the other guys they've added to that roster, how are they not likable? I don't understand. Because they they celebrate? Because they do a shimmy here and now? Like, who cares? Steph Curry has made jump shooting cool. All the stuff that... Look, most of us are never going to be able to dunk a basketball. Most of us are never going to be able to dunk a basketball. But you know what we've all done at one point or another? Even the worst basketball players listening right now. We've all probably hit a jump shot every now and again. Like Steph Curry is good and has changed a sport because he could hit a jump shot. Same with Clay Thompson. Like, why are they not likable? I don't understand. No, because they added Kevin Durant and they won seventy three. Okay, well, you know what? Then, then uh, for those of you out there, if you've got a car 
Uh, if you go out and buy a beach cruiser for the summer, I think you're an a-hole because you're not allowed to have more than one prized possession. Not allowed. Nope, only allowed to have one. Like They've been great for the NBA. They've made jump shooting cool. They've given small-framed, small-time players with not a lot of athletic ability hope that, hey, maybe we could play too. I just I don't understand the dislike. It doesn't make any sense to me. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, um, this is where somebody that does sports radio for a living and is a professional turns into one of the most unprofessional human beings on the face of the earth. All right. Find out what we're talking about next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we begin, well, in New York where history was made. 16th to go. Justify is still there. He's just perfect. And now he's just immortal. Justify is the 13th Triple Crown winner. The call from NBC is Justify becomes just the second Triple Crown winner to accomplish that feat. While undefeated, joining Seattle Slew from way back in 1977. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the Major League Baseball scoreboard, Atlanta, a 5-3 win at the Dodgers. Tyler Flowers drove in three runs. The Braves now tied atop the National League East with Washington, who was a 7-5 winner. Over San Francisco, Bryce Harper had his 19th home run of the season in that game. Milwaukee leads the National League Central. They were 12-3 winners over Philadelphia. Arizona on top in the National League West. They were a 12-7 winner at Colorado. In the American League, Seattle falls at Tampa Bay 7-3. Houston a 4-3 winner at Texas. The Mariners and Astros now tied atop the American League West. And at the PGA Tour, FedEx St. Jude Classic, Dustin Johnson and Andrew Putnam both tied at 15 under par, five shots ahead of the field. We'll have more, but that'll be coming up next in the Scraps. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Jonas Knox. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we started doing something on the show uh, probably a couple of months ago, I would say. Uh, Mike Mayer, when did we start the scraps? Like a couple of months ago, around that time? Longer than that? It feels like longer than that. The like, hell do I know? It's all a blur. It's all a blur, man. With, Ra- with Ralph, I mean, maybe it feels like with, a couple of months ago. I mean, yeah, with, with the way I drink, oof, I mean, yeah, life yeah, is just a blur, man. Yeah, I, just I've, to help you get through this show, oh yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've got a diaper on. I don't even go to the restroom anymore. It's just a, a disaster here uh, inside the studio. But we started the scraps, and uh, it has kind of morphed into where Ralph can't be a professional no matter what he does. Be careful, Ralphie! Because um, we talk about stories that we have not had a chance to get to. Ralph tries to work in an off-the-wall story, but in his attempt to explain the story, uh, he cannot help but laugh. He is Dom DeLuise uh, in the outtakes of Cannonball Run. If you can find those, it's an old movie from back in the day, but Dom DeLuise kept getting slapped in the face by Burt Reynolds because they kept having to reshoot scenes because he kept laughing hysterically. And that's kind of what happens to Ralph here, who is a radio professional, a broadcast professional. Find out why as we begin. Jonas. You moron. 
How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. All right, here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause for Ralph Irvin, the most violent man in sports talk radio, as he embarks on the treacherous journey of that final story of the scraps. Ralph, what have we missed on the show so far? Well, Jonas, let's venture a little bit north to the great province of Quebec and Montreal, where Johnny Manziel the and the Hamilton... that? I'm speaking Who? French. Where Johnny Manziel and the Hamilton Tiger Cats were playing the Montreal Alouettes in the final preseason tune-up before the CFL season gets underway. And Manziel, 12 of 20 for 88 yards, and he threw his first Canadian Football League touchdown, leading the Tiger Cats on 30 straight points in a 30-15 to 15 win on Saturday. Uh, when does the CFL start? Now, and now clearly I know that because I'm the CFL insider, also the Arena Football League insider that was established. Um, so clearly I know when the, uh, when the uh, schedule starts, but when does it start the season? Right? Well, for, for the benefit of our listeners, yeah. we'll say that uh, it starts next Saturday yep. when uh, Hamilton will travel to Calgary to take on the Stampeders. All right, you know, we've got to have teams here on the show. We've got to have uh, – should we do a draw maybe for the CFL season so we can all have a team? Like we'll like all like throw a bunch of teams into the hat and see uh, – See who pulls what. Well, do we want to draw, or maybe just you know we might all have different wants of teams that we want to support. Um, I've always been a Calgary Stampeder guy. Okay. Um, just a big fan of Calgary. Uh, but l- let's figure that out. I mean, look. Um, I mean, there's uh, you know, next week, no, probably not a lot going on. Uh, why don't we just figure that out? We'll kill some time on the air. Have some. We'll pick some uh, CFL teams. Well, we can pick them this week so that we're ready for next Saturday's uh, season opener. That looks, we still got a lot, a lot of more important pressing issues to get into. Plus, a weekend we'll know who's win, who won a game, and who lost a game. It'll give us a little bit of a heads up. Okay. All right. There what else go. we got, Ralph? Well, we <laughs> Manzel will be backing up oh, by the start of the season. Uh, yeah, Jeremiah Mazzoli, right? Jeremiah Mazzoli from uh, Oregon, from who? Oregon and yeah. Ole Miss. Yes, and June. Jones is the head coach at uh, in Hamilton, right? June Jones is that head coach. He says the Manziel looks pretty darn good. He thinks he's going to be successful. Whatever happened to Colt Brennan, man? Remember Colt Brennan in Hawaii? Oh, I remember Colt Brennan. Oh man, he did. He, I think he went to the Redskins. The Redskins drafted him, and nobody ever heard of Colt Brennan again. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, Sam, uh, what are you? Yes, mo- who are you more of a fan of, Colt Brennan or Colt Forty Five? <laughs> Man, watching Colt Brennan was pretty fun. I'm going to have to say, though, Colt 45. Yeah, me too. Because Colt 45 makes me feel good. Yeah, we should duct tape those to our hands and see if yes. we can finish them before the end of the show. Let's do that live on the air. Oh, man, that'd be great. Try to watch me do my job with a couple of Colt oh, 45s duct taped to my hands. I would walk into traffic and pretend I was being sucked up by an alien spaceship in the middle of the street. Who, by the way, who was the other uh, well-known Hawaii quarterback? Timmy, Timmy Chang. Chang. Timmy yeah. Chang. Oh, there. He's Jeopardy a coach right at the University of Nevada right now. Yep. Very By the way, did you know good. Timmy Chang, his middle name is P.F.? Okay, seriously. How about that? <laughs> that is that is a pun for the century right there. Uh, yeah, I'm standing up. I'm standing I might even take my pants off. F you, Ralph. That is oh. called a pun there. What do you think? <laughs> Sam, you're the originator of puns of fun. How's right. that? It's uh, not bad. It's pretty good, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. Poor. Might, One might be two. slightly offensive, but there you go. P.F. Chang's is a it's an American bistro restaurant. Ah, I know. I, I, 
What, why is it? You think that's racist? No, I said offensive. I didn't say racist. <laughs> Give me I don't know. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm joking. Uh, all right. Uh, but by the way, Sam's a racist. All right. So, uh, Ralph, go ahead. You may have noticed this week that uh, the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup in Las Vegas. And what better place to celebrate than uh, to win the Stanley Cup in Sin City? Um, understand that Alex Ovechkin, as the captain of the Capitals, first touched the Stanley Cup at 819. The team didn't uh, start going out to party until 45 minutes after midnight. That's oh, how long. Yeah. That's how. That's when they first got started on their journey around town. Well, because it's Vegas, so you like, exactly. nobody nobody goes out early. Like it's like Chicago. They, the bars close at 4 a.m. In New York, they close at 4 a.m. So people don't start heading out to go partying until like 11:45, 12 o'clock. Well, and the great thing is, of course, not anything. No, nothing's too far away. The team was staying at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel right on the Strip, and they all got on buses to go just down the boulevard to the MGM because they were going to Hakkasan. Oh, and there was one bus that pulled into the Hakkasan VIP, but the other bus with Ovechkin in the cup. Oh, he wanted to go into the regular valet so he could show up with the cup for all the people to see, and he literally carried it over his head. All the way through the casino into Hakkasan. He's been on a bender the last three days because he was in Vegas and then I saw he was swimming in a fountain somewhere. Like he was doing, he's sw- doing fake laps inside a, a water fountain somewhere, I think near the Nationals, by the Nationals game. Then he was at the Nationals game and he was doing a keg stand out of the cup. In at the Nationals game, he's been on a bender for three, four days. The interesting Whoa! thing is, he calls it a night at two thirty-five and left the cup behind. Wow. At yeah. three a.m., Ford Tom Wilson was pouring beer into DJ Tiesto's mouth at Hakkasan. Yeah, that's you know, like this whole <laughs> thing, like you got to wear gloves to touch the cup, and all of a sudden DJ Tiesto gets to drink out of the cup. That didn't seem really fair. Doesn't well, seem fair to me. You know, and and the cup stayed there. There was points where the cup was just sitting on a on a couch like it was tired itself. Yeah, and it was there till four sixteen when finally the lights went up at Hakkasan and everyone got kicked out. There, there, like the worst feeling in the world is when you're in Vegas and you're walking back to your room. I can remember being in Vegas, walking back to my room, and you go over the bridge that goes from like. Maybe it's from MGM to Excalibur or one of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's 6.45, 7 o'clock in the morning. You're still in the clothes you wore out that night. And you and, smell good. Yeah, And there's people with coffee going to get their day started. You feel like the biggest loser in the world. The biggest loser because they're being productive and you're a drunk slob. I'll go on work trips where I've gone to Vegas and I'll go out for a run. At that time of the morning, and it's always fun seeing the people creeping back to the Yeah, rooms. it makes you feel terrible. Um, <laughs> what else we got, Ralph? Well, we go to New Jersey this week. Not Florida, but New Jersey, where we've got a story kind of similar to one we've had recently. Neptune Township Police got a call because there was a lost pig running around in local Dunkin' Donuts. You've got a, uh, is this like a pig fetish you have? Is that something we uh, need to get into? No, it just happened to be happened to be a lost pig. A lost pig in a Dunkin' Donuts. Lost pig wandering around the Dunkin' Donuts, so the police got a call. First, they decided to name it. They named it Pork Roll. So, yeah. What? They named it Pork Roll. And in the department's 
release on this incident. They said that an officer was able to catch the well-fed hog, take him into custody for questioning, and to provide him with a job application to be the police's new mascot. And this is in New Jersey? This is in Neptune Township, New Jersey. I, I, I got to look at Ralph's search history when he looks for these third stories because everything is animal related. Be careful, Ralph. Yeah, seriously, be careful, Ralph. Everything is animal related with you. That is not true. Yeah, it is. Come on, man. Like, ever since we did that story of the lady whose boyfriend uh, hit her in a trash can and she had no legs, ever since that story, you've, t- you've gone away from humans and you've gone only to animals. You know, sometimes sometimes that's what you got to do. Uh, any uh, thoughts on this, Ralph? What what was the most surprising story of the of the pig development inside the Dunkin' Donuts? I, I thought that it was interesting that once again we've got pigs on the loose here in this country. It's it's becoming an epidemic. Uh, yeah, that that is a, that a very very strange story. Um, As it yeah. turns out, the pig is a pet, and the pig's owner picked him up from the Monmouth County Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. All right, good for him. That's good. Yeah, good for him. Next time, um, I'll give you a story about a drunk doing something at a bus stop. Oh, I, I would appreciate it. If you need any uh, material for that, just look outside. There's some bum over there urinating right now. Well, I was going to ask Sam about it. All right. Uh, uh, thanks, Ralph. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next here uh, on FSR, um, Somebody had some really not-so-nice things to say about several people. Where do you hear these comments next? Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Some very controversial comments coming up here in just a moment here on FSR. Do you want to tell you about Lowe's? Pro customers at Lowe's save 5% on every purchase every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. That's 5% on all purchases in-store or online, subject to credit approval, U.S. only. Andy Furman, Brian No, coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Andy Furman is already harassing me on social media. He said that he saw a goat at Dunkin' Donuts yesterday morning. No idea what he's talking about, but I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Uh, Andy Furman has also assured me that he's going to do the show nude. So you will hear Andy Furman wearing no clothes. He might have uh, maybe one sock on. Where that sock is, nobody knows. Um, All right, so those guys are coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So Colby Covington uh, is the brand new UFC, uh, well, he's the interim UFC welterweight champion. Uh, he won the belt in Chicago at UFC 225 on Saturday night. And you're probably asking yourself, why is why are we talking about Kobe Covington? Maybe you haven't heard of Kobe Covington. A little bit of a, a, a brash attitude, a little bit of a trash talker. And uh, Kobe Covington decided, you know what? Why don't I just go ahead and take out a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of things and really piss everybody off? Here was Kobe Covington post-UFC 225 on Saturday night. I did everything I said I was going to do. I told everybody I was going to make the welterweight division great again, and now I'm going to celebrate how a real American should celebrate winning a world title, and that's going to the White House to see Mr. Donald Trump put this on his desk, unlike the, the Philadelphia Eagles disrespecting our country's flag by kneeling for the national anthem. Last time I checked, they weren't paid all that money to be political people. They were paid to play football. So i got to say, if I see them in the streets, I'm probably going to slap them. 
Obviously, Tyron's the next guy on the list, but you know, you've never shied away from you know calling other fights, asking for other fighters. One guy who's out there at welterweight, or hopefully at welterweight again one day, is George St. Pierre. And I heard that, that that's a fight you might be interested in at some point. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in GSP, that Serb-sucking Canadian. I'll, st- I'll bury him right where he stands. Explain what's going on with this water bottle. Does that say nerd tears on side? Yeah, this does say nerd tears. All the people out there that uh, doubted me, all the nerds and virgins, which is mostly my haters, this is for them. You know, they're all crying on social media right now. They're all complaining. They're probably saying, you know, oh, RDA is a washed up lightweight. No one gives me credit. I guess I just all I do is talk. I don't. I can't fight and prove it. All right, there it is, Kobe Covington. Uh, on behalf of Mike Mayer, Iowa Sam, Ralph Irvin, and myself, Jonas Knox, we'd like to thank everybody listening, including all the nerds and virgins. Jonas, son of a bitch. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.